Hey everybody, welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people who are in a relationship with TV. I'm sad we're not Ghoul Meets Show anymore, but... I know, I already miss it. I know. Is there any kind of pun for Thanksgiving we can do? We'll have to brainstorm that. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, this technically could be still a ghouly episode because we're recording this and... Our main topic is going to be about um, political TV shows, and this will probably air um, after the election, so who knows if it's going to be ghouly or not, you know? Mm-hmm. We'll decide how spooky it is <laughs> yeah, on Wednesday. Exactly. Our theme, though, is going to be government slot, in honor the, of the midterms, mm-hmm. we decided to focus on government-related shows. Yeah. We're both voting ladies, and hopefully you are too. Mm-hmm. We hope this got, would get you in the voting spirit. Mm-hmm. See, spirit. Cool. Even though you, this episode will air after you should have already voted. Hopefully. If you didn't vote. <laughs> this will be like a guilt trip. Yeah, yeah. Like, hopefully you'll feel bad listening to this if you did not vote, and if mm-hmm. you did, you'll feel great about yourself. Yeah, exactly. Even if the elections don't turn out the way that you want, mm-hmm. hopefully this will help you feel a little bit better. Yes. So, but just a pro and a pro, no cons. <laughs> exactly. That's what we like on this show. A win-win. Yeah. Win. Mm-hmm. Win-win-win. Um, okay, so for our top three, um, we've been really positive of all of our favorites, have we done any negative tops yet? No. We've kept it really positive. Wow. I'm proud of us because we're too. not the most optimistic people, I would, would say. <laughs> <laughs> I complain quite a bit. <laughs> I've kept it pretty happy on this show, yeah. trying to uh, present myself in a positive light. Mm-hmm. Not but today. <laughs> not today. Well, yeah. It reflects our feeling on the government. Yeah. Perhaps. So it's yeah. all kind of in line. Yeah. Um, so we're going negative. And we're talking about our least favorite moments on TV. Mine were mostly like storylines that were my least favorite. Are yours too? Yeah, mine definitely are. Okay. It's not like one episode yeah. that I hate. Okay, good. Yeah. It's all been kind of like a turning point of in a show that in these cases... Um, Almost all of them made me stop watching the show. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm trying to think of mine. No. You stuck with it. Yeah. You're very loyal. I I was actually thinking about that, um, that this podcast is kind of changing me because we're watching shows so quickly that, um, like, I still haven't finished Barry and I still haven't finished Sabrina because <laughs> I have to, like, start watching the next thing and... I'm usually, I'm not a quitter when it comes to TV shows. Like, it really, I cannot start a new TV show until I've finished the last one. Mm-hmm. So, this is, it's different for me. And I'm obviously going to go back and finish them, but. Um, but when? Like, with what time? Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> My boss, Jordan, is really keeping us on a tight <laughs> schedule. I'm quite a taskmaster. <laughs> I need some PTO. <laughs> Yeah, you need a raise. Uh huh. Zero. What's zero times zero? <laughs> I you think get... it's a hundred dollars. <laughs> I'll give you a fifty percent raise Perfect. from your zero salary. <laughs> so anyway, 
Um, okay, what was your third least favorite TV moment? My third least favorite TV moment is on Grey's Anatomy mm-hmm. when they killed off Scott Foley. Mm. That was so hard for me to watch. Yeah. Um, and it's only three because I don't think that it necessar- necessarily ruined the show for me. Mm-hmm. I think I was kind of tailoring off anyway. But once he died, because I loved his character and I loved him and Teddy's relationship. Mm-hmm. They He was just so great for her, especially because she had been hung up on um, that other guy that married Christina. Mm-hmm. Owen. Owen. And... Um, I was just so upset (laughs) and I already loved the actor and so it was just kind of like you know what this is just too much yeah well Grey's Anatomy um they're they're in they have some bonus moments in my list um and they because it's such a long-running show they have a lot of things that happen that make people stop watching um the two things that I hated, even though I still kept watching after this, the thing that I, the real kicker for me when I stopped watching was um, when Patrick Dempsey died. Mm. I still kept watching a little bit, but it wasn't as good. But the my least favorite moments from Grey's were the musical episode. Okay, <laughs> Which will that be brought was... up on another one of my list is that I am anti-musical episodes if you're not a musical show. I'm trying to think of... We'll have to think about that. Because yeah. I'm trying to think of... I usually... I get excited about a musical episode, mm-hmm. but it's rare that they really pay it off. Yeah, if you can think of one that you liked and enjoyed, let me know. Okay. Oh, Scrubs. Oh, okay. And I haven't seen that. Um, And then... Oh, yeah. Is he having sex with Denny's ghost? See, I wasn't... That... Was that... I don't... I think maybe I was watching so sporadically, because I think that technically is before Scott Foley dies. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think Izzy's still on the show when he's a guest star. she's not. But I remember hearing about that and just being like, what? I mean, even Katherine Heigl hated that, Mm -hmm. because that was the year she got nominated for an Emmy, and Mm -hmm. she told them no. (laughs) She's like, I don't deserve it this... Um, I didn't have good material to work with, so give it to someone else. <laughs> well, that actually, that goes into another one of my bonuses, so I'm just going to say it. Okay. Um, the Rachel and Joey relationship on Friends. Yeah, I don't like that. No, and me- neither did they while they were filming it, which oh, is really? really interesting. Yeah, like this new Friends book has just come out, and yeah, I guess they is said it Is it written it was, by one of them? It's not. But they have, are, are interviewed. Oh, okay, cool. And I think Joey says that it felt kind of incestuous. Well, we all kind of felt that yeah. in the show. I, what I wish, because I feel like it's kind of natural. Like, they're all hot. If mm-hmm. this were real life, they all would have had crushes on each other. But they shouldn't have gone that deep into his no. crush on her. Exactly. Well, that was kind of what they said. Rachel was like... Well, I'm calling them by their character names. You we all, know all know who they are. Um, Rachel, I guess, was like, okay, but only if it's, like, a crush and doesn't go any deeper than that. Mm-hmm. And it did. And Joey got nominated for an Emmy after that season. No way. Yeah, so it was kind of the same thing as Catherine Heigl. It kind of reminded me of that. Maybe it's, like, it is good acting because they're, 
having hiding. to work with these horrible storylines, but yeah, they're like making it work. Hatred for it. Yeah. That's the true. ultimate act. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I never heard their side of that. That's really yeah, interesting. interesting. So what is your actual number three? <laughs> After I've already talked about two. <laughs> um, my actual number three is Friday Night Lights with the mm, murder. The murder. It was just too much. That's one of my bonus ones. Yeah. I think I was, because I was approaching it as... Um, what made me stop watching the show because yeah. I didn't stop watching the show, so I didn't include that on my official top three. Yeah, maybe we should bottom have three coordinated better so that. No, but I like hearing but because the I'm a finisher. Ones. I don't know if I've not finished a show because I didn't like a storyline. Yeah, you're only not finishing shows you actually like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, because you're still watching Riverdale, even though you're not, you haven't been as into it as in the past, like the first season. Yeah, we'll get into that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) A little teaser. (laughs) Okay, what's your number two? My number two is a combo of two late in the game plot lines on Gilmore Girls. We might have the same number two. Let's see, what are yours? Okay, well, I'll pick the one that angered me the most, I guess. And we'll, and then we'll see. I'm sure they're very similar, mm-hmm. if not the exact same. Um, the thing that I, um, when it when Gilmore Girls went on Netflix, I had never I had watched a lot of Gilmore Girls out of order because they used to show the reruns on ABC Family. Yeah, I recorded all of them and filled up my parents' entire DVR. Well, I didn't. We didn't have DVR when I was mm. first watching those reruns, so. This was my first time ever watching it all the way through. Okay. And I was really enjoying it. And then this little girl walks into Luke's diner (laughs) and wow, he has a secret daughter. (laughs) And I turned off the TV and was so pissed because I was like, this is not a soap opera. This is not that kind of show. Mm-hmm. Like, what I love about Gilmore Girls up to that point is that almost always, I mean, obviously there's some exceptions of, like, weaker plot lines. Yeah. For the most part, it's all just characters mm-hmm. and, like, really realistic family drama, relationship drama. They just feel like real people. Mm-hmm. And that was such a cliche plot line out of, like the playbook of writing just, like, a completely generic drama Yeah, TV well, it was, show. like... So cliche. Oh, Luke and Lorelai's relationship is just, like, too normal that we have to throw in this. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, you can't just have them have a normal argument. Like, mm-hmm. I compare that to Tammy and Coach Taylor on Friday Night Lights. Can mm-hmm. you imagine if in the last season suddenly coach's daughter from like 15 years ago was in the picture that would never happen no because it was just a realistic relationship Mm -hmm. and that's what uh luke and lorelei had up till that point and it was plenty dramatic already Mm -hmm. like there was a lot of other drama that i didn't love and basically anything to do with christopher i always thought was a little too heavy-handed yeah and like too convenient Mm -hmm. but the those i could kind of overlook this was just so like, it didn't even feel like the same show to me. No. It's yeah. just too cheesy and too just high melodrama that was not the kind of thing I was looking for in Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. So I had to, like, take a break for, like, four months <laughs> before I was finally like, okay, I have to finish this show. I guess I'll start it up again. Yeah. 
Well, that wasn't the one I had for my number oh, two. Oh, good. Okay. What's yours? Um, mine is when Rory and Dean have a fling after oh. Dean's already married. And, like, she loses her virginity to him. And, and she knows his wife. Like, it's not like he lied to her about being married. Yeah, like... Rory makes a lot of dumb decisions, but I don't really feel like that's one that she really would have made. No, it, it was so out of character. Yeah. So that really bothered me. And it's weird, too, because that was one of the plot lines when I started watching it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I knew that that happened. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of... Um, and then what I didn't know about Dean was um, how their relationship started and how like they broke up. Like I didn't know anything about their original courtship basically. So I was kind of expecting it to be like more dramatic, more like almost like twilight level of like, Oh, and then they reconnect later. No, Mm -hmm. it wasn't like that at all. No, she was often very frustrated with him. He sucked from the beginning. He's hor. He's, I hate Jared Padalecki, the actor, because of how much I hate Dean. Yeah, same. Like, well, I, it would have he's made horrible. more sense for her to later on down the road meet back up with um, what's Milo Ventimiglia's character name? Jess. Jess. It would have made more sense for her to meet up with Jess later on and her, them hook up, and she finds out he's married. Totally agree. And that would have been in line with Jess's character too. Totally. Totally. Wow. We should have rewritten that because that that plot line really leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't even feel guilty about sleeping with Dean. No. She's so selfish. All bad. It was, ugh. And I, it's also weird because I can't tell how this show wanted us to feel about it. Mm-hmm. Like, Lorelai is upset about it. And so you, you know that we should be feeling a little gross and mad at Rory. Mm-hmm. But also, like... They kind of want us to sympathize with Rory, mm-hmm. which I, how could we? No. Her, ugh. You're, that was a good pick. Thank you. Um, it's kind of fun to go through these TV shows that are already basically over <laughs> so we can kind of spoil them. Yeah, exactly. I was actually thinking about that because my number one is a big spoiler for the show. That okay, is. what is it? It's Pretty Little Liars. Mm-hmm. So which actually... One? Which plot line? There's a lot to choose from. The one that literally made me so angry that I truly did stop watching and I never finished the show was the um, big A reveal. Mm -hmm. And do you think it's been long enough that I can say? Yeah. Okay. So I devoted so much of my life (laughs) to to Pretty Little Liars. It would always, it would start disappointing me, and then usually in a season finale, they'd bring me right back with some amazing, crazy reveal, and then they had an amazing fifth season. The dollhouse stuff Mm -hmm. was terrifying, and, like, I think I had a nightmare after one of them. I thought it, but it was so, like, in a good way, like... The, the show had never really scared me like that before mm-hmm. when the girls... So basically the girls all get kidnapped by A and they're being held hostage in this crazy dollhouse and they're being, like, tortured. Yeah, it's crazy. It's truly nuts. And that's how the season starts. And then... Um, but So the they get out and the whole season they're like, okay, who... They find all these clues about who's A finally and then they finally re- uh, reveal it and it's freaking Cece who is not even an important character. 
And they have this whole elaborate plot about um, how Cece is actually Allison De Laurentiis's brother who is transgender. Yeah, it was too much. And I was absolutely furious <laughs> because for start, <laughs> I almost said A, but <laughs> I was like, that's too much. Um, for starters, A's gender, they were always... No, they were never clear on whether A was a man or a woman. No. So A's gender never played a part in it. There were always clues saying that maybe at one point they would think it was a woman and then Mm -hmm. other times they would think it was a man. Also, this was the same year that um, Caitlyn Jenner came out as transgender Mm -hmm. and it was this big moment and they were clearly just trying to like... Capitalize on it. Yes. And like in the name of being woke. And Mm -hmm. I was like... That is actually, um, it's like honestly kind of exploitative Mm -hmm. because you're just trying to be like, oh, us too, we are also so woke. And I'm like, how is it woke to make the one transgender character on the show this extremely violent, evil villain who is terrorizing these other girls for no reason. And has been for seasons. And that was clearly a decision that was just made on a whim because of... Because none of the clues added up. No. Yeah. It made no sense. And I was just... I Oh my gosh. I could do an entire episode just about <laughs> that. I was infuriated. And I really did... Um, it, I don't know. It was, it was just... I, I was so mad at... I was like... Did they get a whole new set of writers? Did they even bother watching the rest of this show? Mm-hmm. Because all of us watching have been keeping tabs on the little clues. Yeah. And you just threw them completely out the window just so you could have kind of like a buzzworthy plot line. Like I'm all for having a transgender cast member on this show, but like how about make them be like one of their friends? Yeah. Not like someone who is this diabolical murderer mm-hmm. torturing them constantly. Yeah. It just made no sense, and I was so mad. And I well, never finished the show. Okay, I know you didn't finish it, but one of my bonus things is um, A.D. Because that's the other thing. There's another <laughs> like evil A2? person. Yeah, after. Anyway, um, <laughs> she impregnates Allison with Emily's eggs. What? Exactly. It's crazy. So that's one of my bonus ones because it's... Well, ugh, that doesn't make me want to go back and finish absolutely it. Absolutely insane. Um, okay, my number one. It's funny because now I've already talked about all my bonus ones. <laughs> Perfect. And maybe, maybe this won't be my number one for a long time. Um, maybe this will only be my number one for right now because it's kind of fresh on my mind. But... okay. Um, Riverdale season two really let me down. And you loved season one. Yeah, I loved season one. And like, but there were three things, three different storylines on season two that I really hated. One, Archie Andrews creates this group called the Red Circle. And they like wear these red hoods and they made this video and they're like, basically like combating the well, my second thing is the Black Hood, who is, like, this murderer in town. It really that... sounds like PLL. <laughs> exactly. Red coat. Yeah, that's true. And the Red Circle is, like, combating the Black Hood and, like, 
I don't even know. It was and this so is all dumb. In Riverdale? Yes. And then they also have a musical episode where they are doing Carrie, and it was so bad. I hated it. Oh my god! And they've talked about doing another music musical episode in the next season, and they haven't filmed it yet. And they were like, "Yeah, we want to do it, but we don't know when." And I just really hope they don't do it. Yeah. Well, some of them can sing, right? But not all of them. Yeah, Cole they... Sprouse was the only person who didn't sing on the musical episode. <laughs> but everyone else was okay. Mm-hmm. Isn't Archie, like, the worst singer? Even though he, like, is a that's, singer on the show? Well, that's <laughs> uh, actually another one of my least favorite Riverdale <laughs> plot lines is that he's a singer. And it was so funny because... So I wait, I haven't been watching the third season, but I, me and my friend decided we're only going to watch it when we're together and we're going to watch it, like, every three episodes and watch mm. the episodes all at once to see if that helps us like it better. Because I really liked season one, but it was because I binged it, I Well, think. I remember that's what you said. And that waiting yeah. for each week made it bad. <laughs> yeah, because you can, like, nitpick everything. Mm-hmm. So I just watched them all on Saturday. And I think it was the way to go. But I'm still watching it. Um... Well, the cast is just so likable. Yeah. Like IRL. Yeah. All their interviews are so good. I watch them. Like, all of my recommended YouTube videos are always (laughs) Riverdale interviews. (laughs) They, well, I follow Cami Mendez on Instagram, and she's so funny. Yeah. They're all amazing. Yeah. I love their, they always are insta-storying when they're filming and so they're just like one big family and i love them i just wish that yeah like they could just have a better show like they deserve better well you haven't watched it so don't i'm gone off of what you you just said season one was really strong season two wasn't season three started out a little weak but after episode three i'm like okay maybe i can get on board with this so you're already liking three better than two yeah Okay. But it's because it gets a little satanic, and I think it helps having watched Sabrina first. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, this kind of works. Anyway. Yeah. That makes sense, though. Because they're all tied. They're all in the same universe. Yeah. Cool. That was fun. I liked getting that all <laughs> off my chest. <laughs> yeah. That was a long one, but I think it was worth it. Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> Okay. TV news item number one. The main one that I have is, did you see the new Rashida Jones executive producing? Yes. It sounds amazing. This is what, I have to read what they describe it as because it sounds so funny. Um, Right now, the working title is Kevin Can F Himself. Um, the official description is Kevin Kenneth himself from creator Valerie Armstrong and executive producers Rashida Jones and Will McCormack through La Train Train explores the secret of life of a woman we all grew up watching, the sitcom wife. <laughs> a beauty paired with a less attractive, dismissive, caveman-like husband who gets to be a jerk because he's a nag and he's funny. Our series looks to break television convention and asks, what does the world look like through her eyes? 
Alternating between a single-camera realism and multi-camera zaniness, the formats will be consistently informing one another as we ask what happens when the supporting character is presented as a real person, and what if that person is pissed. (laughs) So good. It's brilliant. And isn't it on AMC? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Um... I, they dropped some more news about the Veronica Mars. Oh, um, yeah. Not really reboot, but, like, continuation, mm-hmm. I guess. And we know so far that it's going to be set during spring break. That's kind of the setting. Okay. And also, I'm really excited because Ryan Hansen um, confirmed that he will be reprising his role as Dick Casablancas, who is one of the funniest characters on the show. Well, that's a great character name. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But um, he's so funny. And he is, um, if you follow Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard at all, they're always hanging out with him. He and Kristen are like BFFs in real life. And he's also on the Mindy Project, the episode where Mindy wakes up and is a white man. He's the white man, Mindy. (laughs) But he's very funny, and he is one of the funniest parts of Veronica Mars, so I'm very excited that that was confirmed. Oh, good. I saw that um, Emma Roberts dropped out of that Netflix show that I had already talked about, um, Spinning Out, where she plays a, um, well, she's not playing anymore, a figure skater. So we'll see who fills that role. I know. I'm so curious. Me too. There are a lot of other Emmas out there. Yeah, that's true. I was kind of sad, though. I was excited to see if she could ice skate. Me too. I they uh, I saw that they dropped the some teasers for the What We Do in the Shadows TV show. Oh, yeah. Show. I watched one of those. I thought they were okay. I only watched one, and I was like, okay. That's yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> I know, I didn't really, like, laugh, and it didn't seem different at all from the movie. Mm-hmm. But... Which I couldn't tell if that was a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, it's true. That could be a positive thing. Yeah. But I am excited to see, like, a full trailer, not just these little teasers they've been yeah. posting. But Jemaine did hint that cameos <laughs> from him and Taika are highly likely. Okay. So that's amazing news. Yeah. It's all we could ever want. Mm-hmm. It would be sad without them. Mm-hmm. Their characters are the funniest parts of the movie. Yeah. Did you have anything else? There no. were There was actually quite a few, like, because a lot of pilots have been getting picked up, but nothing that was, like, earth-shattering or, like, worth talking about yet. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was thinking about SNL this week, and... Mm-hmm. A, Maggie Rogers' performances were incredible, so if you haven't watched that, go watch that. Um, B, Pete Davidson sucks so bad. I cannot roll my eyes hard enough about that guy. I was so sad when Ariana started dating him because she is so miles above him Mm -hmm. in quality of person. But now we're very thankful Mm-hmm. Thank Hashtag you next. Thank you next. Because it's like the most amazing song that's ever been created. She and plus like she's not even just bashing him. She no. literally is thanking her exes. Yeah. She is so classy. She sent it to um the first two exes that she mentions. She sent it to them to listen to it first. Which I love that. It's the best. Pete would have just stood up 
at a stand-up set and talked about how boohoo, like, all these profanity words. (laughs) He's not very respectful of women, shall we say. Um, But relating this all back to TV, (laughs) um, well, first of all, go listen to the song, Thank You, Next, so that you can understand. This in general, but also... But a lot of people have been making memes from the lyrics of it. Because in the song she says, one taught me love, one taught me patience, and one taught me pain. So, like, someone made this meme of Gossip Girl. Nate Archibald taught me love. Um, Chuck taught me patience. And Dan is the one that taught her pain. But then she said... I would think that it would be Chuck. I would have thought so, too. Personally. But that's the way the tweet is That's the way the meme made it, so. But then Ariana (laughs) said, to all except Cyrus Rose, we say, thank you, next. (laughs) And it's this cute picture of him on his wedding day with his little yarmulke. I love it. It's perfect. Um, Speaking of Gossip Girl, so Blair's mom, I didn't put together that she is on Veep. She's Dan's co-host in in the last season on the TV show. Oh. And I was looking at her IMDb last night. And I was like, duh, that's where I recognized her. Yeah. This whole time I thought she was Marsha Gay Harden. <laughs> I was wrong. Well, that's a perfect um, little segue. segue. Um, so political TV shows. Um, I think I've I was making a list of all the ones that I've watched and haven't watched, and I've definitely watched more than you. I think um, I've watched the first maybe season and a half of West Wing. Okay, I've, which and I haven't watched any West Wing, so it almost feels like we shouldn't be talking about political shows without having watched West Wing. But we can do a part two. Yeah, I think. Well, we're what okay. other um, shows are you talking about? First of all, I think you would love West Wing. Yeah, I haven't watched West Wing. I haven't watched um, Madam Secretary or The Good Wife. You know, and The Good Wife confuses me because I've never watched it, and I always thought it was a political show, but it's actually more of a legal show. Well, that was another thing is that I was looking up different political shows online so that I wouldn't miss any, Mm -hmm. and they had a lot of different things that I was like, I don't know what to count because, like, they had Star Trek and... Um, what? Like the crown, and we're talking because we want to talk like U.S. American politics and like well, because I guess you could consider Parks and Rec a political show. Mm-hmm. I think the Good Wife. I think she might be married to a politician. I, th- I mean, this is all just judging from commercials I saw. I don't mm-hmm. even know that well. Her husband cheats on her. He's a politician. Mm. But then I think that like. The rest of the show... Oh, so she has to go back to work because they get divorced. And she's oh. a lawyer, so I don't think she's been a lawyer for a very long time. Look at us talking about all these shows that we haven't even watched. I can't wait to look it up and con- see if I'm right. I'm just guessing. I think but that I, sounds right. But then she... um, Yeah, she goes back to work as a lawyer. Because then everything I've seen about the show since the early days of it... Because I don't think her husband's in, even on the show anymore. And then it just becomes about her and her law firm. Just kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't know. You always know more about things that you haven't actually watched. <laughs> I don't know how I do that. <laughs> I don't either. Oh, man. Um, but you also haven't watched Scandal. I watched the first season. Oh, okay. 
But I that's it though. Okay. Um or and you also haven't watched House of Cards. I have not watched any House of Cards. And Scandal yet. and House of Cards I have watched. Mm-hmm. But we've both watched Veep mm-hmm. and we've both watched Parks and Rec. Veep was one of the first shows that I and feel like we bonded over. Well, you introduced me to it. I did. I'm pretty sure. Wow. Because You are I welcome. Think, I know. <laughs> I owe you my life. <laughs> I was really in, I had just gotten into political shows because I hadn't watched any of them until I started working in politics. And then... Even Parks and Rec? Or had you watched that before? Wow. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I watched all of those right after I started working in politics. And then here I am now. Which is the most realistic to actual, an actual political job? Where I'm working, it's definitely, it's hard to say because these are like outlandish versions. Yeah, exactly. It's like pieces of each. But as far as just like an office, it's mostly Parks and Rec meets Veep. Okay, that's what I was hoping you would say. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> they do say that Veep is very realistic. Yeah, I think it is. Um, it's more realistic than House of Cards, at least I hope, because House of Cards has a lot of murder, and <laughs> I really hope that our government isn't doing that, but... Yeah, actual murder, because, like, they're bad people on Veep, but they're more just, like, what's at stake is everyone's careers. Yeah. And, at times, personal lives, but it's mostly all just career drama. Yeah, exactly. Well, mm-hmm. um, first of all... If you haven't watched Veep, you're missing out, but I'm sure you've heard about it because it wins so many awards. Well, that was how um, I first was, I had never heard anybody who had watched it, and but me and my friend would always be watching the Emmys, and it would sweep every time. Veep sweep. Yeah. And we were like, what is this show? And then I heard you talking about it, and like I was like, okay. At least I know someone who's watched it and can vouch for it, so. Mm-hmm. And then I never went back. It's just, well, I when I was looking up um, their awards, mm-hmm. every single time that Julia Louis-Dreyfus has been nominated for Emmy for Best Comedy Actress, she's won for that show. Every Which single she time. she should. She deserves it. It's like the only show that doesn't annoy me when it wins every time. Mm-hmm. Because it really is that good. Yeah. And, um... Every time I watch, I've watched it through quite a lot because it just makes me so happy and it's so funny that it's very rewatchable because um, the first time through, you're just kind of, you're paying attention to just the punchlines. But the next time you watch it, you can kind of look around at the scene more and watch every actor's physical reactions <laughs> to whatever someone is saying and it's so funny i could watch mike mcclintock and just his facial reactions to what is going on around him for the rest of my life <laughs> he's so funny even he's they're all funny individually when they're delivering their lines like i don't think there's better line delivery on any other show that's on right now no they're so good and like no one on the earth can swear as well as they do. No. It's amazing. The wordplay on the show, whether it's around profanity or not, like, the puns are 
completely crazy. Mm-hmm. They're on another level. Yeah. It's just so good. And I like usually if a sh- even if a show's way funny, I'm I'm rarely laughing out loud if I'm watching it by myself, but Veep makes me laugh out loud like a fool. Same. And like anytime I'm sad, I'll just like YouTube Veep clips and watch them and they always make me feel better because I'm not a laugh out loud person either, but Veep can do it to me. It's oh my gosh, it's just so good. But yeah, me and some coworkers will send clips back and forth to each other anytime, which a lot of the times things do, things that are happening in the real world really match up to things that have happened on Veep. So we always will send them to each other and be like, oh my gosh, this is what it's like right now. It's crazy. Well, it is, it's kind of fascinating watching it now because when I started the show, um, I mean, government's always been crazy mm-hmm. but obama was president and and this was veep was more fantastical kind of of like the the vice president would never say something like this like mm-hmm. people that are at that level could never get away with saying something like this yeah and now um people at very high levels in our the government highest. the absolute highest the cabinet the actual president they're saying Things that are so much crazier than things that are actually in the Veep script. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of funny seeing how... Because there have been a lot of... Anytime the cast is interviewed over the last year Mm -hmm. or the writers, they're very conscious of the fact they're like, we had to find a new way to like make this funny and different than real life Mm -hmm. because the government is crazier than it's ever been right now. Like Mm -hmm. you can get away with... Seems like you can get away with saying anything you want. Um... Well, I feel like um, I'm sad that it's ending, but I always appreciate it when shows end when it's good. Totally agree. So I can't be I can't be that mad at them, but I am a little sad. Mm-hmm. It's just it's nice to have it to look forward to. Yeah, it's such a great show. But I mean, how many times can you reinvent the wheel when it comes to? When she's already been the president, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and I, um, even though I still love the show and I think the cast is always going to be amazing, my, I think it's strongest earlier. I yeah. think it's the strongest in the first, like, four seasons when she's vice president and when the whole team is all together. I agree. They just bounce off each other so perfectly that it's just, like, a joy to mm-hmm. watch them. Like, they're so funny and I love them all so much. So it's kind of, um, like, a little sad that they're all scattered, even though it's realistic. But um, I just, yeah, I just think that the early seasons are the strongest and the funniest. I feel like the later seasons have been slightly scattered. And I don't know how much of that is um, because they have a new showrunner, David Mandel, who I think is really talented. And I think you have to try new things on the show or else it's going to be just way too stale. But there's just something about those early seasons that I like the best. Yeah. And with political shows, um, I've seen this with Veep and I've seen it with House of Cards, um, is that it can get tricky when you're trying to be a little bit too realistic when you're talking about policy stuff, because that stuff mm. always goes over my head, even though I work in policy and should that probably <laughs> shouldn't go over my head. Um, but if it's going over your head, who has to deal with that kind of stuff every day? Yeah. Like, I do, it's just kind of, like, gibberish to me. Yeah. Um, 
So that stuff can always complicate these kinds of shows and make them a little bit more boring, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Even though I see what they're trying to do and make it seem more real and that they're actually doing something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I would agree with you what you were saying. The first few, four seasons of Veep were a little better. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Well, I those plots are more compelling when they're actually all in Washington. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Those storylines I prefer, mm-hmm. those early ones. And the splitting up the cast. Yeah. I think doesn't do it a service no does it a disservice is what i was trying to say (laughs) doesn't do it a service (laughs) well and that's why people didn't like that extra it's kind of like the extra season of arrested Arrested development Development. Mm -hmm. um okay so i feel like i know since i haven't watched house of cards now i need to approach this like i'm an interviewer (laughs) ask me anything my celebrity guest (laughs) what are some of your like what keeps you coming back to house of cards what do you love about it um well i love claire underwood always have always will um and so that especially kept me coming back especially for this last season because Mm -hmm. it's all about her and um also the way it's filmed is really beautiful and clean and people are so terrible that I like it too. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what else makes me come back because it did get that it in the middle there. I kind of did waver a little bit. I was just oh, really? kind of sad that it wasn't as good. the first couple. The first two seasons are a lot better. What number season is this final one? The sixth. Oh wow! For some reason, I thought there were like four. Mm-mm. So that's crazy. Yeah, I so, did hear less about it. I think in the those like fourth and fifth seasons. Yeah. Um, I still like them, but I think especially, um, four and five got really into policy. I think it was just too much. Like, that's not why people are watching the show. No. People want kind of like a glamorized version of politics. Yes. You don't want to see literally like bureaucracy. No. Yeah. Um, the whole cast is really good. It's really good. And, um, so I've been watching the new season I have two more episodes to go, but I'm really liking it so far, and I'm excited to see how it all gets tied up. Um, one of the characters, Doug Stamper, he was uh, he was like Frank Underwood's right-hand man, and he's really, really good, and I really like him. I hate him as a person, but I really like him as he's really good at acting. Um And so I'm kind of excited to see where he goes after this. Um, Another one of my favorite characters who was only in the earlier seasons was that bald guy that we were talking about from the Romanoffs. Corey Stoll. Yeah. Mm. Um, And I just loved him a lot. But yeah. Okay, but I know you've never watched it, but the new season, it has... um, They've added two new characters to this season. (laughs) One of them is Diane Lane. Love Diane Lane. Yeah. She's my favorite because Jack was my favorite movie as a child. I know a lot. I think that might be controversial. Well, I think it's probably a good movie, but it traumatized me. It was so sad. 
I was traumatized by a very sad movies, and for some reason that just like I should have known that I'd out. always be into dark, sad things because that was like my favorite movie as a child. Yeah, I think I I think my parents rented it once, and I only saw a little brief part of it, and it was I couldn't watch. I was traumatized by movies that had like any bullying. <laughs> That's cute. I was very sensitive. Maybe I was a bully. This so is anyway, a therapy podcast. <laughs> For both of us. So Diane Lane is in the last season and she's really good. I like her. Um, also, they added Greg uh, Greg Kinnear. Mm, you know I love Greg Kinnear. Exactly. Does he look and, so hot? Well, here's the caveat. He looks not good. But and I was how kind you of sad. Didn't you think that he looked bad in Brigsby Bear? And I was like, he looks hot. <laughs> I think he looked hotter in Brigsby Bear. Oh. Um, I'll probably still think he's hot, though. I'm interested to know if you do. He gets hotter every year. He could be hotter because in politics, you can wear really nice suits. And he's also a really rich guy. But he wears weird plaid shirts and vests. What kind of vests? Like a fleece vest or like a puffy vest like Marty McFly? In between. (laughs) (laughs) Like a life jacket? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> okay tbd on how attracted i am to him but and i'll probably just find it endearing if he's dressed weird <laughs> remember how hot he was in baby mama yeah he was Those way hot that's why i was kind of sad star. because there was potential for him to be hot but he would just isn't why would they intentionally make him less hot um and also so patricia clarkson she was an addition i think the last season So it's been interesting to see her since having watched Sharp Objects over the summer. Yeah, you should probably cut that. (laughs) Just so you know, we have a lot of hot takes, but we keep giving spoilers, so they're being cut out. But just know that we are funny. (laughs) We are. Some of the best jokes I've ever said. Turns out I have to cut them, though, because they're all spoilers. (laughs) Oh, jeez. So anyway, um, this last season of House of Cards, a lot of female empowerment going on, a lot of comments about um, equality, and... Awesome. Yeah, so that's been really interesting. Um, It's always a question of whether or not someone is good or bad. Um, And anyway, I'm excited to finish it and see how it ends. And yeah... (laughs) well i do it's hard because i'll start it eventually but it is hard because like it's all about kevin spacey Mm -hmm. up until i mean obviously not all because everyone loves robin wright throughout the show yeah but like the main character is kevin spacey which just makes me feel kind of icky yeah but but he's also an icky character really icky character and he wasn't the creator of it at least and Mm -hmm. I applaud Netflix for doing what was right and taking him out and still completing the show. Yeah, that's true. The way they even were ending season five set up season six perfectly as if they were already going to kick him out anyway. So, um, yeah. I think that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. That was, I was watching some interviews with Robin Wright on uh, Colbert and 
she was saying she approached the writers and she was like, we need to finish this. We need to give it what the fans deserve. Um, and I thought that that was cool and I liked that. I like that a lot. Um, one of the things I was thinking about is of these political TV shows that we have watched, so mostly House of Cards, Veep, Parks and Rec, and Scandal, if you had to choose one of them to be the actual president, who would you choose? Mostly Nope. Same. She's one who, her flaws compared to the other characters' flaws are almost, um... Well, she's, like, positive good. things. Yeah. yeah. Like, her her main flaws, I would say, are, like, she gets too fixated and too kind of fanatical. But mm-hmm. they're always about something that will help someone else. Mm-hmm. Like, she's very... Her intentions are always good. Yeah. And the other ones, their intentions are always bad. Yeah. Like, well, they're all out... Well, not... Well, I guess I can't speak to Scandal. Yeah. I don't actually I know how say... good of a president Fitz is. Is he good? He goes through waves. <laughs> I, from Scandal, I would say... Um, I would have Olivia be the president. Mm. She'd be my second pick. Okay. But, yeah. I'd even just vote for Carrie Washington herself. Exactly. Or Amy Poehler. Yeah. Maybe I would vote for Carrie over Amy, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Actually, yeah. But, like, I mean, Selena Meyer, she, literally every single thing she does is to help herself mm-hmm. look good. And mm-hmm. so, like, that's just, it's funny because I feel like it seems like that, And not even just right now, like in the history of politics, that's kind of like a trait that a politician usually has to have because you have to think highly of yourself to think you can run for office. Yeah, that's true. But so it's realistic. Well, and something I've thought of, which I think I've even talked about a little bit on this podcast is what would um, the average person living in a Celia Meyer world or Frank Underwood world think of the president from like an outsider's perspective? Mm -hmm. Because while we're watching this show, we're seeing all the behind the scenes, not the actual public version of the president. Mm -hmm. So like, that's so true. Do like, there were people that obviously voted for her and liked her. Mm hmm. And if there are people who support Trump, there would be people who support someone like Selena Meyer. I probably would have <laughs> voted for her. Yeah. Especially, well, and it is, I mean, it's not like any of them are good. No. None of, I honestly think that the probably the best option for president in the whole show, Veep, is President Montez. Yeah. She's actually true. really good. She was really good. And you don't see, she's I would, not in it very much, but I like her when she's on it. I mean, I'm not just saying this because you tell me I, you, I remind you of her, but I also would vote for Amy. I would. She, well, she she has that kind of like political, um, she has fight mm-hmm. kind of in her and she, well, she does not, doesn't back down. No, she doesn't take any BS. But she actually does want what's best for the world. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, like she has enough. Um, she like puts herself first, but she also has common sense. Yes, which Selena rarely well, has. Well, it's like when she's so sad about Selena because she was like, "I wanted a woman mm-hmm. to be the president," and and she sucked. <laughs> you, yeah, exactly. So yeah. Anyway. I was just thinking about that and wanted to post that question. Yeah. I, who else in, on Selena's team? I would vote for Kent. I'd, I'd vote for Dan Egan. <laughs> I wouldn't. He's so bad. But he's so hot. He's so hot. But he's so horrible. 
But we only know that behind the scenes. Yeah, but it's like, you know the episode where he has to be the press secretary when they go abroad because Mike isn't there? Mm-hmm. And they're like, Dan, you have to stop being charming because with your face, it really comes across as evil. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I don't know if I could ever trust him. That's he's, true. He's just too attractive. Yeah, that's true. I think Amy would be the best bet. Amy, Kent, um, maybe Sue. Yeah, Sue. Yeah, that's true. Okay, well. It's boyfriend time. Boyfriend time. I'm excited because I don't... Uh, have you been watching anything other than Veep? Um, no. <laughs> Let's hear it. Um, it's actually so hard because Dan is the hottest mm-hmm. on Veep. And I loved him on... Did you ever watch the show My Boys on TBS back in the day? You know, I think I watched an episode or two. He or plays... like my dad watched it, but I forgot I, about that. I used to watch it kind of a lot. Um, and it was this... Which, like, the premise now seems so, like, dated. Because mm-hmm. it's basically just about this girl who has all male friends. She yeah. has female friends, too. But it's... Like, the whole point is that it's like, wow, it's a girl with male friends. (laughs) Like, that's the whole point of the show. But anyway, Dan is, like, they were, like, besties in college. And so he's kind of, like, the boy next door best friend guy. Ooh. Very, he's really hot (laughs) on the show. And so then I was so excited when I started Veep, and he's a regular on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I don't know. Because you know who my other Veep crush is? Jonah? No, Kent. <laughs> I love Gary Cole in that show. He's yeah, so it's funny. True. He's really I'm so, funny. And I'm really weirdly so attracted to him. Yeah. I don't know. So I think Kent Davison is my boyfriend of the week. Okay. I would rather I would rather have him than um Dan. Dan is just a dirtbag. And he'll dump you over text if <laughs> your mom doesn't get reelected. <laughs> but worth it? I sound so shallow. I'm not like that in real life. I can talk a big game, but (laughs) I'd probably date a a frog right now. Gary. Okay, I I watched... Let's see, what did I watch this week? I watched a lot of House of Cards, and I couldn't choose for anyone from that. Um, And... Oh, I also watched um, This Is Us, and that is kind of adding to the political category. I don't want to give any spoilers, but someone is running for something. It'd be pretty easy to guess, but I'll just leave it at that. I hope it's Sterling K. Brown, because I would vote for him for president. (laughs) I'm not going to say, but a girl can dream. Yeah. Um, But I think my boyfriend of the week... Okay, Riverdale. This uh, Riverdale season, they all look really, really good. There's this one... Cole looked really good. And I'm gonna choose him. I have to. You're allowed. He... There's there's even this one scene where he's wearing a, a white tank top. They're called wife beaters, and that's I hate a that terrible name. name. So we're going with white ribbed tank top. And I hate those tank tops. I think they're the most ugly they're things horrible. in the whole world. But it looked really good on Cole. <laughs> and it was funny because there's this pool party scene and um 
it was the worst scene ever. Everything was terrible about it, but it was funny because everyone was, all the guys were shirtless and he was wearing a shirt. (laughs) But later on, he redeemed himself because then they went swimming in a swimming hole and he wasn't wearing a shirt. And I was Hmm. like, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be under there. He's not like, he's not like, it's too skinny. skinny. He looked pretty good. But I'm also not into muscles. Should I be talking about men's (laughs) bodies like this? I mean, men aren't allowed to talk like this that. This section, the thing is, <laughs> most of the guys we choose on our, for our boyfriends of the week, they're rarely, like, your cliche Typical hot, hot guys. Dude. Yeah. Like, I picked Gary Cole this week, so I, like, you need to balance me he? out. I don't know. In a, is he in his 60s? I picked Ted Danson, and he's 70. <laughs> but that's crazy, because he doesn't look 70. No. But Cole was also on Colbert this week, the well, last week, and he wore this pinstripe suit. Mm-hmm. He looked so good. He looked so good. And I um, I think he's attractive, but I'm not always, I don't like I always have the hots for him. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we just ordered cookies and now we have to end the episode because we have to eat the cookies. So I guess this is it. So we will see you next week. <laughs> Please Bye. vote. Don't forget to vote yesterday <laughs> or whenever this Hopefully comes out. Hopefully you voted. <laughs> okay, bye.